If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Welcome, everybody to the Money Vikings podcast, where we help you conquer financial freedom as we conquer our own financial freedom. Bob and Jerry, how you doing, guys? Doing great. Hey, yeah. yeah. Happy Sunday. Nice, Happy nice uh, weather here in San Diego. A little hot, but I went for a nice uh, four-mile walk today, so I'm, I'm wow. uh, feeling good. Yeah. I love this weather, Jerry. I know exactly what you mean. It's like we got, we got a little crisp, crispness of fall coming in. So nice, mm-hmm. and I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you though, it's good. It, we, we got a like hundred hundred some degree uh, uh, heat wave coming in the forecast. Yeah, yeah. we got the heat wave coming in, so uh, huh. that's why I wanted to yeah. get the walk in before it got too hot. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. All right. Well, <laughs> and we got the heat wave of the market. It's going to heat up and Ooh. cool down and nice transition. Nice transition. Well, I would tell you guys, I have a cold uh, modern times brew in my hands right now, so. Nice, nice. I'm very smooth. Cool. I, I've got the uh, the Stone IPA, West Coast IPA. Uh, I have a um, uh, a very it's like a microbrewery. Uh, it's it's called H two O in a container. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty out there. Sippy nice. <laughs> all right, everybody. We've got a great show for you tonight. Thanks for tuning in. All two hundred thousand of our followers now. <laughs> yeah, crazy. We doubled. We doubled in a week from one hundred thousand to two hundred thousand. So oh, we're yeah. going to cover. Uh, we're going to cover. Jerry is going to walk us through callers' strategies because did you know it's pretty cool if you could buy insurance for your stocks? And he's going to talk about gold mm. and BAC trades. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Bob is going to, is going to walk us through stuff he's been doing with the XY, uh, in order to, uh, do short-term futures hedges, mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to talk about random things like I usually do that I read throughout the week that I thought will help you, um, and us, uh, basically it's just all about moving into a new level of financial security, because I think that's at the end of the day, guys, what this is all about, Right. Right. We're trying to move into new levels of financial security. Uh, Most of us don't start out as uh, trust fund babies. We kind of have to like make it our own way, which is great, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is we can acquire the skills and the habits and the tools to do that. And I was going to talk about uh, different ideas there. So I guess, Jerry, you want to launch us with caller strategies? Yeah, sure. Sure. Be happy to. Um, 
Yeah, so collars are a very interesting thing. I've never done them. And then over the past couple of weeks, I uh, I tend to get into things and I ended up doing three of them um, over the past few weeks just because of all the, the market volatility. And the basic idea is that, uh, well, there's a few use cases, uh, but the ones that I was dealing with was like for, for Bank of America and gold. And also I did one in Disney as well. The, the idea is that... Um, you know, I don't know if you've been following the commodities gold silver story, but uh, you know it shot up really high, way over two thousand dollars an ounce, and and then it's coming back down a little bit, and you know it's in a little correction, just like the rest of the market. You know, they say that uh, gold is uh, is is a great hedge for the market, but uh, not this last couple of weeks. It's it's been going down with the S and P and the Nasdaq and the Russell and all those guys. So I thought. I was already I was already doing covered calls in gold and a covered call is where you you sell a call out of the money maybe five or ten dollars higher in gold's case uh, and you collect a premium for that and as long as it doesn't exceed that strike price um, and in my case my my uh, call that I sold was at 190 and I collected uh what two hundred thirty three dollars for that so that was cool. And I've been doing that over and over again. This wasn't my first one. So I just kind of keep that uh, repeating over and over again every month, collecting what I can. If I have to sell gold, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to sell it at 190 I paid 160 for it. Um, but I started to get worried that the market was going to go down, and I didn't really want to part with gold. So what I did is I purchased a long put, which I don't normally do. I don't normally buy options, but in this case, I did. I purchased a long put for gold with the same expiration in November 20th, and that cost me $155. Now, mm. note that I mentioned earlier that the call that I sold was 233 So the put that I purchased is um, I, it's money out of pocket, but it's still a credit from the position of the covered call. Mm. So I'm, I'm still coming out ahead. I'm giving up a little bit of profit. Uh, from that covered call premium that I collect in order to fi finance the purchase of a put. So what happens now is that if the market continues to go down and gold continues to get lower and lower, that long put that I bought at $163, and this is, I should have said, it, I'm doing this in an ETF called GLD, which isn't exactly mm -hmm. the future, but it's very highly correlated to that uh, to the future itself. So if gold uh, continues to go down, I start making money off that put and, you know, there's no obligation to sell it or anything. Uh, I still continue to make money off that call as well as the theta decay every day. You know, I make maybe another couple bucks off of that. So this put that I uh, purchased um, is already worth $65 and 31 cents. So I could take that off the table right now, but I'd lose the insurance and the protection. Mm -hmm. So to kind of sum up what I've done is I've basically, I've received a credit of, I don't know, let's say over a hundred bucks to enter an insurance policy against my gold, 100 shares of gold. Mm -hmm. So as gold continues to go down, if it goes down more, that put will get, worth more and I'll sell it at a profit. If gold stays the same, you know, I intend to kind of eat that cost, the 170 that I, I spent. I'm, I'm happy it's an insurance policy on gold. Mm -hmm. And if it if it goes up, 
you know, I highly doubt it'll go over 190 in the next few weeks. It's at 174 uh, on the 27th of uh, September today, uh, 2020. So I think it's just going to sit in a range there and I feel better. I can sleep at night and uh, I'm not so worried. I don't, I don't have to sell it. I don't have to, you know, take profits early. I can kind of just watch and see what happens over the next few weeks and adjust accordingly as I need to. And I did that with uh, Disney as well. And I did that with Bank of America. So in this so, case, Jared, if I can ask a question, you're, 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 you are in a way, you're holding on to the asset as well, right? You, I mean, Correct. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Now I'm, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, I want to hold on to the asset. I don't, I mean, maybe yeah. I, I'm doing this in an IRA account um, because, you know, I want to protect that capital and I want the insurance. But if, if, um, if you want to do it in a, in a brokerage account, you, you certainly can. And some people do this because they want to avoid the tax repercussions of selling, say, 100 shares of Amazon. You do that. And, and if you've made a great profit or Apple or any of those fame stocks that have uh, appreciated since uh, the, you know, the March or June lows and you decide you want to sell them now, I mean, it's great, but you're going to pay a lot of taxes on that. So <laughs> this is kind of a way you can sort of stay the course and uh, not have to sell and still kind of continue to uh, let the let the asset appreciate mm -hmm. the the other use case is not only for stocks that you've already bought that you want to kind of apply this to but also if you want to enter into a purchase of a stock like i really like square i've been a fan of square since 40 dollars a share and i keep kicking myself that i didn't just accumulate more a few years ago mm -hmm. i have none i have none right now mm -hmm. but i would oh, love wow. to get in on it and it's 150 dollars a share wow so well they're changing the I mean, we, we talk about the cash app, we talk about the payment landscape. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, there's innovative things, of course. Yeah. So I would feel comfortable potentially, you know, if I had the, the, as they say, the dry powder, the cash handy to do that, I would, uh, you know, I would purchase the 150 shares of square. I would sell a call outside of the money, say at 160, 170, maybe depending on the premium and the expiration and all that stuff and the implied volatility. And then to protect myself, uh, from losing, you know, $15,000 immediately, I would also uh, purchase a uh, put against that. So it would start appreciating in value should the market just decide to tank right after I purchase the equity. Mm, nice. That's good stuff, yeah. man. We buy, yeah, we buy insurance that. for all types of things in life because and, you do. And, and you guys keep saying uncertain. buying insurance. It's not buying. I'm getting paid for the insurance. Oh, thank you. You're getting paid to take it. Got it, I'm getting got a credit. It. I'm getting less of a credit than I would okay. had I just, you know, not not done that at all. I'm 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 sort of eating into my credit, but that's the idea is that you you fund the put that you're purchasing from the call that you're selling. Okay. Good clarification. Got it. Awesome. Okay. Well, it's good because we don't it, it, the, the market is uncertain every week. Absolutely. So, right? So you right. you may believe in square, you may believe in gold. But that really doesn't mean much because it's the market is going to do what the market's going to do. So it sounds like right. an awesome strategy to uh, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but an awesome strategy to deal with the uncertainty of the world and the market. Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Putting it. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, with covered calls, as I've explained in the past, if your stock just zooms up and does amazingly well, you'll be kicking yourself that uh, like if I sell a, a 160 strike 
call against Square and it goes to 250, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be a little annoyed. <laughs> wow. Because because I have to sell it at the strike that I sold the call. So there's upside. Um, you're, you're it's limit- a balancing act, right? Yeah, you're limiting your upside profit potential as well. And you can reset that again. And if you sell monthly calls, you can... You can do that again out another month to December to January, whatever you're comfortable with. But just note that you are capping your profits when you do this strategy temporarily. So that is awesome. Um, this is, you guys want your your uh, SAT word for the day that totally connects to what you're saying? Do it. Okay. Yeah. It. So because the world is so, you know, and the market is so um, unknown, we don't know what it's going to do. And we should buy, we should, we should not buy, but we should go into collar strategies uh, so we have a kind of uh so we're getting paid for the insurance on our stocks um i i listened to a podcast today that talked about epistetic humility and it's knowing our limits to predict that's the- like a, it's not just that's like a ten dollar word I know. that's like a ten dollar word no but you'll see what i like I'm talking it about i it, it's knowing our limits to predict the future and we should be we it, it's arguing people that uh talk about this is that we should be less confident in our assumptions as human beings, wow. should be less confident yeah. in what we think any investment is going to do. I mean, you can apply that to like all aspects of life because the world is very uncertain and, and in a way chaotic, but we need to build systems of like order. Um, but I, I think that the relevance of that right now also has to do with the whole, um, our, our whole idea or concept of the, the market right now is, is drastically changed, right? I think it, you're, you may have had a better, gut instinct, I guess, a few years back, but mm-hmm. with the pandemic and with the, the type of investors, the retail investors now, I think your gut feeling, your gut instinct isn't going to treat you too well right now. Yeah. Well, if Jerry's good, it's, good with it, that sounds like a good segue uh, into the VIX. <laughs> <laughs> the fear gauge. The fear gauge, the fear index. Yeah. So, um, uh, Jerry, are you okay if we transition or? Oh, go for it. Okay. So th- this has kind of been um, what uh, th- we talk about hedging your, your bets, right? Hedging your investments. And I think just looking at it from a realistic perspective is that this, this economy and market can only do what it's doing for so long. And I think we all have to be, be, be realistic and uh, look at what's really controlling the market. And right now you really have a handful of, of the big names that are controlling the direction that the market goes. And that can only go for so long. So, you know, we know that historically um, since the early nineties during an election year uh, in the months of October through November, um, the market has gone down. And then on top of that, we have, uh, you know, heavy investment or reliance on, uh, you know, a handful of companies to keep the, the economy, to keep the market strong. Um, I think it's just setting us up for, uh, it's a recipe for, for disaster. Um, and so that's where I've, I've really looked at the, the VIX. Um, and so, you know, for people to know out there is that um, the, the VIX, the VIX is, is a, a gauge or uh, it, it's a way that you can tell if the um, economy is going to start going down or it starts going up when the economy goes down and it's not necessarily a dollar value. Um, it's a number. Whenever that goes above 30, um, you'll start to see uh, the market go down at a, at a drastic rate. So 
the ones you can invest in are like um, UVXY. Uh, uh, bring them off if you guys know them. It's v, what VIXX. Um, uh, Forward slash VX, I think, is one. And I think the CME group is coming up with a mini-sized VIX future, mini, too, for yep, the mini traders features. that want to trade that yep. as well. I, yeah. So let me try to boil this so, down, guys. Let me ask a question. So in, in general, this would be a way to manage volatility or just downside risk or both uh downs it's like both both actually i'm sorry so it's, it would be both the because you can play a put and a put and a call um on on these vix investments so you know uvxy is the one that i'm i'm big into and so volatility if you want to do like an iron condor or something like that you can um but i um I am typically using it as a way to um, insurance for when the, when the market's going down that I can still make money without doing like a put on something I'm invested in. Um, I can actually read, you know, invest back into UVXY, which I believe is, what is it? 1.5 leverage. It's uh, that's what I'm looking at it right now. It's called so UVXY is ProShares Trust Two Ultra VIX Short Term Futures ETF. One and one half times. One and one half times. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you're you're getting one and a half times your dollar value um, as the market trends. uh, The market moves in a downward trajectory. It's going to go up at a one and a half um, rate. As compared to the the VIX itself. Yep. Okay. So th- that so with that, it's it's great if for for making uh, you can actually make money as the market starts to go down. Um, and this is that that safe haven. And um, historically, the hedges, the the whales, they have used um, uh, vixes as a, a, a safe haven, kind of a safe haven or safe place for their money when you've had market crashes. Um, TVIX was one that. Up until recently, um, I think it was two, what was it, two times or three times the volatility. It, it paid very well. Um, but Swiss Bank decided to pull that because it wasn't being treated, uh, uh, used the way it should have when the retail investors came into the market. Um, it, it wasn't uh, as predictable. So, so UVXY still, still left. Um, but I, especially with what's going on with the elections, um, with all the heavy investment in in our uh, our tech, um, Under, underlying weaknesses, underlying weaknesses, underlying economy. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. And, and, it's, and I'm looking at here. It's basically it looks like it's an ETF and it's a collection of calls and puts. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 list. The, I, I see a list of. I mean, there's there's you know probably there's a lot of them. Um, a lot. It's a lot. And it, and then, of course, it changes daily, right? I mean, this is actively it's right. an ETF, right? So it's actively behind the scenes. There's a team of, um, you know, there's a team of, of, of uh, designated to yep. that are managing it. Is that right, guys? Yeah. And so yeah. they're the ones doing the transactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm- so I'm looking at VIX and I'm just curious, like, is it a long term trade or is this something you you load up on them? because the election's coming up and we're kind of in this pandemic phase and then you sell them later? Like what is, what is the great strategy? Question. Yeah. Great question. So it can be, so this is the thing is you're, you're going to find that it's very, um, it's very much both of, 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 of everything that you guys are talking about. So uh, 
VIX has an expiration. This thing is going to exhaust out. It's it's going to lose value, continue over time. It's degrading. However, um, you will see through the year there will be dips, just like a stock would. You can see dips, but you know that you're going to see on uh, a four-year cycle for when we're talking about elections, you're going to see it go up. Uh, a market, if there's if there's writing on the wall of a, of a economic crash, you want to you want to accumulate. So. More often than not, it, it should be a short-term game. Mm-hmm. However, this year we've had because of the pandemic, because of an uh, election, um, this could be a. Um, when I use the term "long game," I'm I'm talking about just a year. I'm not necessarily talking about like look, looking at ten, twenty, you know, thirty years. So a long play is that you could have picked some of these shares up in maybe. January, you could have picked some of these shares up at you know after that that little you know small recession we had in March. Well, I was gonna say, Bob, you probably know this, but like it literally shot up like a day or two after the world discovered, you know, in on March whatever fifteenth or sixteenth. Yeah, it shot up right after the world was like, oh, we're in a pandemic. Oh yeah, so yeah, and then it's kind of slowly come down, bumped up a little bit, then it's kind of slowly been gradually going down. Right, Um, interesting. And so it's it, it's 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 gone back to its trend of of degrading. So um, you could have picked shares up along the way to actually average down. Uh, if you were in accumulation phase, you could have just averaged down as it started to to degrade. But I, right now, it's it's a hold or it's a short term play because um, in theory we should see the market crash. And um, if it doesn't, then there's a bigger sign that we have to worry about. Um, as we go through the election, I was going to say, I think with this, I mean, this is the way I'm thinking about it. If the if the election is really messy, I could see this right this going up, right? If it's some huge yeah. mess and there's like lawyers and it's a big contested situation that's like too close to call, I would now again, I want to keep my epistemic humility in place. <laughs> I have no idea what the future because. You know, sometimes things that we anticipate, guys, as you know, as being really bad yeah. could end up being, uh, you know, the election could be nothing. We, I know the, yeah. the media and we're all talking about it and, and all the rhetoric right now. So the whole population's a little bit like worked up like, oh, wow, this is going to be such a big deal. You know, no, November, right. whatever, third, or it, it could be completely clear. And one way or the other, somebody yeah. could win. And the next day they're going to go like, all right, sounds good. Move on. <laughs> you yeah. never know. That's you it. never know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, and I, mean, I think the, the uncertainty of the yeah. market drives. drives but I'm it. seeing your point, Bob. That's another way to hedge to hedge things. And uh, yeah. that's cool. OK, right on, man. I love it. UVXY. Anything else on that? Or yes. you're, uh, should we go on to the next one? Next topic. Go on next one. Right. Yeah, I think we're good. That's one so, spiel. I, yeah, nice. Nice one. Uh, OK, you know, we're always talking about moving into a higher level of financial security. That's what like our whole show and site is all about. It's moving all of us into a higher level of financial security. So I was motivated to to talk about this a little bit because I, I read a uh, Kevin O'Leary, the, the Shark Tank guy, uh, Mr. Fantastic, read a cool little blurb. Uh, Mr. Wonderful. Sorry, Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Fantastic. That's, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> That's me. I'm Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Did you know I, the money by the break is Mr. Fantastic now? Okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was a good little article. He was actually interviewed by a guy that called named Grant Sabatore, who uh, wrote Millennial Money, and who actually uh, comment has commented in the past on the Money Vikings on some of our articles. So I thought that was kind of cool. 
Um, claim claim fame. fame. Claim to fame. Clearly, it nice, was the money nice. Vikings. Uh, but anyway, b- bottom line is a couple of interesting things that I thought you might find uh, cool. Uh, now, the first one's scary, though. He, he talks about in this article, 100 million Americans, wrap your brain around this, 100 million Americans have no investments. 100 million. So it, it's about a third of the population. population. And I don't think we're realizing, you know, Bob, you're talking with the uh, VIX about underlying um, weakness. That's a major underlying yeah. weakness to our society. That's yeah. scary and sad for all of us. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, if all those people have no investments, what are they going to turn to for basic survival? They're going to turn to all kinds of public assistance. It's going to be needed. And that's going yeah. to drive up taxes yep. and all kinds of things. So, I mean, you know, people have to think about these things holistically. And those, are, those who are like listening to our show are probably savvy investors or at least are really motivated to get into it. But it would be right. really good if more people, um, you know, were able to get the knowledge about investing. And a lot of that comes down to education, as we talked about, like our education system does right. not talk about investing and, and it really should. And so uh, Kevin O'Leary's article talked about the fire movement. And one of the things he said about it, because we, we do talk about that on our on our um, site, and even though we're not like hardcore fire, you know, financial independence, retire early guys, at least the retire early part. Um, he thinks, and I really agree to this, it's resonated with me. He said, it's a great motivational platform to get people thinking about their future. And, you know, Jerry, you and I have said this on our blog for many years. We've said to people, you know, even if you're not like some hardcore fire person that's going to retire at 35, at least doing the fire stuff is going to get you ahead. It's going to get you into the mindset. You're going to be stronger and more resilient no matter what. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you have to go through the mental exercise of trying to figure out. I never did that before until uh, fire came along and I really started thinking, you know, what do we need? And you talked about this last week on our other podcast or two weeks ago um, about that 4% rule and having enough of a nest egg. So when you do want to retire, you know, you you have to think about what are your living expenses going to be at that point in the future. And it's all great stuff just to go through that mental exercise, even if you're not right. going to go uh, quit your job tomorrow and, uh, you know, live in, uh, live in the forest. Well, that sounds really nice. In the woods. Um, especially <laughs> this pandemic. <laughs> but probably just a fantasy. <laughs> but, you know, mm. I, I think – I'm sorry. Well, real quick, I'll let you go. But uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with something, Jerry, because what I realized, too, going through that exercise – and, Bob, maybe you're the same way – is that you kind of realize too that your sort of goals and your sort of like uh, ability to do financial independence is actually not that far away. And, and it it doesn't mean that it's, again, it doesn't mean it's not hard and challenging. It is. But at the end of the day, if you have a solid middle-class job, you know, over, over, over a a couple decades or over many years of some consistent uh, practices, you know, you can build a million dollars, you can build $2 million, you know, you can actually yeah. get there, you know, with some with some good, some like good planning. And that time's going to go by. Right. So yeah, go ahead, Bob. What's up? No, I, I was just going to add to that is that it, it's, um, it really is about um, uh, developing a habit, right? It's a it's a it's a mindset and a pattern. But doing that routine. And, you know, he says $100 a week. And, and we know right now is that not everybody can even afford to do a hundred dollars a week. Right. I mean, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 25, but at least it's something. And, and I know yeah. we've talked about this before, just something. And, but doing that over the period of like a month, 
two months, three months, you then develop a habit, a pattern and a routine. And that's what's important is that we having financial success and financial freedom also is about developing the pattern, Mm -hmm. developing the habit, developing the routine. And that's that's most of the battle is just doing that because then it becomes an automatic action and you're not. You know, you're not, you, you take the, take the thought work out of it. Just make it a, a, um, just a reactiveness or a habit, you know, Bob, right? So that's, no, that's great. And to add to what you're saying even more, I mean, there are so many, we're talking about so much on our show. There are so many tools now out there available to anyone with a cell phone. You can open a yeah, Robinhood account absolutely. and probably within, you could, it would probably take you five minutes. How many, how much time do we all waste in a day? It would take someone five minutes right. to set up a $50 a week withdrawal into a Robin Hood, into the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index fund, right? Or, or whatever, right. uh, uh, anything. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like there's so many tools. It's like, it's so just getting people into those, I think is, is, is half the battle. But this, so when I read that article, it made me go back to a book that I really found inspirational many years ago. And Jerry, you, you borrowed it from me and read it. And I don't know if you have, Bob, but I'll have to share it with you. But it's called Ordinary People, Extraordinary Wealth by Rick Edelman. You guys know that book? Sounds familiar to me. I, so I don't think I have read it, but it sounds very familiar. So, and Jerry, I think I let you borrow it one time. Yeah, and I, was yeah, I think you did. You returned it because people never return books. <laughs> He's like, and I still <laughs> have it. <laughs> still on my well, bedside I mean, table. <laughs> thing, dude, you guys know what I mean? When someone returns a book to you, it's the most amazing thing because you're like, right, when, you, right. when, you, when you let someone borrow a book, you should never expect to see that book again. You should say, buy a book. Right, bye, right. Bye. No, it was just nice be the knowing one. you. Yeah, be the one you just don't want to ever get. No, Jerry is such a good guy. He returned my book. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, love it. this book, I mean, the, the thing that, to add to what we're saying, I mean, this book was so inspirational to me many years ago because, again, the, the, the title says it all. Ordinary people, extraordinary wealth. Very few of us in this world are going to win the lotto, almost zero. Very few of us are going to become movie stars, uh, like zero percent chance um and very few of us are going to be uh professional athletes you know so if you're not those three things you're not gonna make like life-changing money you you might make good money right it's you you can work hard apply yourself in school really work hard to get into a good career you can make good money no doubt okay but you guys know what I mean. It's that good money is a long ways from, well, I make 5 million a year, you know, <laughs> it's, right. You know? So yeah. And many of those people don't even manage the money that well either. Oh so that's God. a whole other a whole side show of it. about that because I think you're right, Jerry, like 90, <laughs> yeah, 90% of those people like blow through the money. That's funny. You said that we were watching a movie the other day uh, with my daughter. Uh, we we're watching freaky Friday about uh, with Lindsay Lohan, where they switch places, the mom and the daughter. Yep. And Lindsay Lohan, yep. she has like yeah. she has like no money now. Like she had like thirty million dollars at one point, and just like you said, the money's gone. Uh, I'm not trying to you know right. rag on her, but anyway. Um, so from the book, well, here and that happens time and time again with athletes and, and movie stars alike, right? Yeah. I mean, it's they they um, aren't taught the tools of of money and how to respect it and and appreciate it and do the right thing by it, and they think like hey this is never gonna end i'm gonna i'm gonna spend eighty thousand dollars at denny's and buy a meal for everybody so you guys are gonna you know? love this this will make <laughs> you feel good so most millionaires and and uh wealthy people in the, in the country did these things that i'm gonna read and this is from that book ordinary people training wealth 
So here's the first thing. Uh, it said, so first thing is a lot of them began investing when they were young. So average age with their first investment was 24. Now that's not to discourage anybody. You know, we all know that time helps. No. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Even if you're in your thirties, forties, even if you're in your fifties, like, Hey, you can get going. You know what I mean? Like, like just say, right. you know, later in life, you got to save more, right? You, you do need to sock away more, but that, that was, that, but that's something that we can control. Um, so here's one that's interesting. They invested small amounts of money. Their initial investment averaged just $600. 24% of them started with less than 100. Because I think a lot of times we have this vision that like, oh, if I'm going to be a great investor and invest in the stock market, I need to start with 100 grand. And it's like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. And no. especially now. Um, so mm -hmm. here's the big one, though. And it's just like what you just said, Bob, with getting habits and automation. They invested often, a whopping 92% of them saved regularly throughout their lives, adding to their savings whenever they could. More than half invested what they had, even though they had less than a thousand at that time. 20% regularly invested amounts less than $500. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, little amounts, they make a big difference Little amounts, over time. just keep they them do. going into the Robinhood, keep them going into your 401k. Uh, they invested intelligently, so they accumulated some money and they invested it. And this guy talks about um, this. This guy's big on stocks, so he's big on like you know owning a broad swath of the of the stock market. So he talks about that. And then here's the other one to keep in mind: they let nothing stop them from saving. Like all Americans, uh, they experienced a, a lot of turmoil and change in their lives, but through all of it, their saving and investing was consistent. I mean, we all have hiccups in life. I mean, none of us, uh, you know, get out unscathed. So, uh, you know, but you just right. gotta like keep it up. And like you said, sometimes you're going to invest not as much. Um, but if you can keep that habit, like you're saying, Bob, um, it adds up. And I think all of that is going to accumulate. Yeah. You're going to move into a higher level of financial fitness. So good for thought. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Man. The time goes fast. Now I'm looking here and the, our show is almost over. What the heck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we covered uh, a lot of good yeah, stuff. We, we, we good. unpack it, guys. We really do. I love, I love the $10 words, man. I like this vocabulary <laughs> thing is just, it, uh, it feel like I'm hey, epistemic humility, growing. I think is so key because I, it's, love it. I, I think it's so we, again, we, we, as humans, like we might tend to think like we know, you know, what's going to happen when X, Y, Z happens. And I just, I thought about the markets, like, and it's, I'm not saying it's not bad to have like an assumption or like, well, maybe I think this is going to happen, but just keep in mind that there's right. a good chance that you might need to use that, uh, that VIX, Bob, or uh, you might need to use that caller strategy yeah. and have uh, some insurance. <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm seriously looking at UVXY. If the market was open right now, I'd probably buy a few shares <laughs> yeah, that, right that's now. That's my thing is I'm, I'm, yeah, Monday morning, I'm, I'm going to be uh, yeah, grabbing a little bit more. Well, guys, it was a pleasure as always. Our listeners, thanks for listening. Share Absolutely. us. Uh, you know, I don't know, just share our site and uh, and share our podcast because, um, you know, we just want to get the word out and help people out and help ourselves and make uh, everybody a little, little stronger financially, right? And maybe, and maybe make them laugh I, along I, the way. I hope you know? we're <laughs> trying to be I hope so too. <laughs> Bring out sock puppets and oh. you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers to you. Have a great week. All right, guys. Cheers. You too. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. bye.